What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, Monday night edition of the podcast. <clears throat> as I cough to um, open up this podcast, because Duncan, who is sitting right across from me as he was last week, um, offered up some of his uh, healthy snacks, and I just. Um, ate a lot of them and did not have enough water but anyway that is the the great intro that i am doing on the way into tonight's episode um duncan good evening how are you hey what's going on man i'm doing good um i almost knocked myself into your retainer on the back here but aside from that weird shit i'm good my retainer it's a pretty good retainer yeah i i don't know that i've seen a grown man with a retainer anymore but it's cool Um, it still move yeah all right. Um, and you're welcome for the healthy snacks. Uh, but you realize I gave them to you because they weren't that healthy. I thought they were healthy. For, for some people. Why aren't you having them? Because you're like on a diet now? Because, what they, is have, this? because they have chocolate in them. What's right? No, it's like it's dark chocolate, which I don't think is actually a bad chocolate. In a certain amount. It's, it's bad. Yeah, I probably ate too many. So I'm already probably over the, uh, the, the, the amount that they would want you to have. Yeah, my trainer's like, no, no. No, you need to throw those in the trash. So I just offered it up to you guys. Okay. Well, if you did not already know, uh, this is what we are doing every single Monday, <laughs> Monday evening. Um, and it's going to get a little bit more complicated starting next week because Duncan's actually going back to the office again. So he's not going to be as refreshed as he has been the last two weeks, oh, it no. sounds like. No, no. I mean, no, no, absolutely not. I'm just going to be uh, a little bit more uh, strict and... Uh, a little bit more, uh, not as not as gentle as I usually am with you, Chase. Not as nice. That is, um, uh, that's kind of terrifying, but that's that's okay. I've that's, been really nice to you lately, though. I love that. That's always a caveat with people, where it's like, look, Chase, I've been way worse to you, but yeah. as of late, a lot better. I mean, more so. I'm usually brutally honest, but like mm-hmm. I've been just like straightforward. So it's that's true. better. I you picked me over cola last night. That that didn't happen. That literally didn't happen. It was, it, it did happen. I picked so my cola, girlfriend. I know over. who you're. I know you're listening, and I just want the record to state with Duncan in the room as he is nodding, and he knows he can't say yes on the podcast. He is nodding in approval that he ended up picking me over you. No, no, no. Shake, shaking my head is not nodding. I don't know where you got that shit from, <laughs> but I chose my girlfriend and not spending money over cola. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like cola. I love cola. Do you? Yeah, but okay. not enough to spend money. I guess we like cola. I mean, he's 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 one of the top two roommates. There's three yeah. though. It's him and Noah is like one A, one one B. You know that type of thing. And where do I fall in this? Wait, you have to include Abe now. <laughs> Y'all are good. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, when, we, how many weeks? Uh, never mind. Do we even go down this road? No, no, probably do not. not. No, we, we probably do not. don't go down this road. No, you could not. Um, 
But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And Noah's going to be on the podcast on Wednesday. So we'll get more into maybe the Abe saga on Wednesday. Oh, if that's, I mean, you, you never know. You should. Probably you should. not. No, probably not. Don't not. get canceled. Um, Working on it already, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a great job. This is what happens when you bring in people that you know personally is certain things might pop up and I don't know what to do in these situations. You know when they say, like, the more you know somebody, the easier it is. I, I feel like that doesn't work with you. I think it's the opposite. Correct. It's funnier, but uh, you, we know too much about each other. That's that's also true, and it's um, you got to understand boundaries here that I don't have to worry about with people that I don't know personally. I just know professionally. Wait, and you know boundaries? I yeah. With what? I, I I'm a very I hey I. You don't even know how to phrase it. That's how bad I, you I know. are. This that is shit. this is not good. I, I don't know. I'm, um, I love that you just put yourself on blast like that. Yeah, I'm not really good. I've never that. seen you fumble through words this bad. I'm just... But see, it's because we're in person and I'm still not used to this dynamic where... You were fine the last two weeks, though. Uh, it was one week. Are you already adding up? Uh, the second, the first week, you were in another room that we yeah. did this. And it was... That was funny that we were doing yeah. this in different rooms at the same All time. All I asked was like, do you understand boundaries? And you just flew off the handle. We've been I, doing well so far. I don't know why that made... I, I, I don't I, hear what's happening. I don't know. Right I'm self-destructing. Oh, it, it's fine. <laughs> It's a normal thing. But anyway, if you are not already subscribed to the Chasing Us podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, I think it's just Google now, um, or have not visited com, I would highly encourage you to do so. Um, also, Spotify. Um, give us five stars. Give us a rating. Duncan, what would you do if you were a new listener to the podcast? Oh, first of all, I'm giving it five stars, and I'm writing a glorious review. There we go. And then I'm following Duncan Still on Twitter. Yeah, but we got to update that... Uh, bio it's it's a work in progress it's just know? like oh here are the things that i like i do like things i mean that's good but you gotta like add a little bit more to it and also tweet more than like six times every 10 years uh, i will i will i'm getting there but I'm see the weird thing is like you're very in touch with what's going on on twitter because you're like always searching stuff and you're looking at twitter all the time but you're just never doing anything with twitter yeah i mean i'm a researcher so that's that's my natural thing that's mm -hmm. my natural element it's just i realize i do i'm doing all this research and i'm not doing anything on on twitter like no tweeting or anything but i'm looking at stuff all day speaking of can we before we get into actual nfl stuff um i would be remiss if i did not mention that i had another blunder this week um with you and it was cole was also involved in this where you told me your position dissolved and um at your mysterious day job yeah and i thought that meant something entirely different that you were still there and you were just getting reassigned and we no. found out last night that no 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 no, that's not what's been happening i was laid weeks. off that's, that's <laughs> what that was and i'm just sitting there because i told you and i told cola cola just acted like nothing happened like it was like hey you're just off for a couple days so i'm not sure if he mm -hmm. knows what that means you i expected more Actually, I expected more for both of you, but Noah was the only one who got it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with these people? I'm like having the worst two weeks of my life. And they're just like, oh, Dunks, he's, he's just he's just chilling around. He has more free time lately. What's going on? You want to hang out? No, I don't want to fucking hang out. I want to be in my room. I'm sad. But things I thought you were literally just transitioning into a new role. I thought that's what dissolved meant. No, no, no. I, I lost my role. And then yeah. I had to find a new role because of the skills I have. Right. And uh, that that's the process I've been in for the last couple of weeks. So, but everything worked out for the better. But uh, definitely scary times, and it's it it was alarming that my roommates don't know business terms. <laughs> Noah, so glad, so proud. 
The rest of y'all, confused. Just yeah. utter confusion. I just imagine like you just being like, "Wait, why are they con- congratulating me on two weeks off?" You Did said, they- "You said, okay, cool," and then <laughs> ask me some shit and start talking about yourself. <laughs> and Cole, I, I can't even remember what the direct response was, but I was just fucking astounded. And I'm like, "Ah, you, you know what? Fuck it, fuck it. I'm gonna go back in the hole." Yeah. Well, we we learn something new every week, and now I know if someone tells me that their position was dissolved, I'll know that means they're, they're laid off or yeah. fired. Right. Now I know. You know, life is horrible at that point in time. They're but, gonna say good, but it's like good, like hey, I'm gonna go kill myself later. Ah, uh, well, that's not good. Yeah. But you 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 bounce back. Absolutely, there always bounce back. You didn't actually bounce anything because like you didn't actually have a mit like a layover. You actually were able to finesse your way. Into immediate employment somewhere else. It's sad how unaware you guys are about okay. my life. <laughs> it's really sad. Did the I only one, that up too? No, yeah, yeah oh. I completely missed all of it. Like cool. uh, the the many applications going out, the frantic searching and researching online for irrelevant. Yeah, completely relevant. <laughs> you you missed it. Cola missed it. Cola just thought I was just chilling. Cola uh, thought everything was dude, good. I thought you were asleep for like two weeks straight. Noah, me and Noah were having like deep talks about it on, on a regular basis. <laughs> Like, at least every other day, just checking in with each other and stuff like that. You guys, you double <laughs> too. What the fuck? <laughs> so then Cola was like, yeah, he's been here a lot lately. And I was like, yeah, it is weird. I mean, Duncan, I, I was jealous of you if you're... Like time at home. Yeah, I was like, Duncan has found a way to be at home from work. Like, cause you were already working from home a lot, and then you were just like here even more. And I was like, good for him, getting able, getting more, uh, working from home time, getting more acclimated with the house. That's that's <laughs> what I want as a workaholic. That's that's what I love to do is home. Yeah, I mean, I think all we really want in our mid twenties is a job that pays well and doesn't require us to go to an office very often. No, I'm not that guy anymore. You're not that guy. No, I mean, that's not what you want, or you're not that guy anymore. Those are two different things. I thought that was dope, but it's not. I, I love being out in the field. I love working in the office. I, I like doing stuff. I like going at it. and It's, it's just my, my mentality. It's my work ethic. I, I can't I can't be home like this. It's weird. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Yeah, I know. But um, the NFL. Yeah, let's, yeah that. That's, that's, that's what we're what here we're, for. Right. I think so. I think right. so. Um, it was a good week. Week four, <clears throat> as I'm coughing and getting ready to get into this. But um, I want to start. Your Dallas Cowboys. We watched this game last night. Um, they went down um, to the New Orleans Saints. Never New watched a game with you ever again. What? What? They're what? 0 for 2 when I watch a game. <laughs> I don't need three. I mean, the law of averages, if we watch every game together this season, it's not like they're going uh, uh, 3 and. 13. Yeah, fucking, fucking average. No, 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 no. We don't need no more losses. I mean, it's one. It's just one. That would be incredible, though, if I had, like, a streak going. If I, like, found a way to um, really, really destroy the Cowboys season. Just I mean, you wouldn't. With you. You, you, you're not going to. You, we won't have the chance. We won't know. I'll find you. I'll find where you're watching the game. You're not that good. I'm not good. You're not that good. I'm probably not that good. Absolutely not. Um, Was it good defense for New Orleans last night, or was it just a... A bad offensive performance and game plan from Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. Um, I, I really want to say, like, I want to start off saying that it was bad offense, but in actuality, it was it was a mixture of both. And I hate being the advocate of both most times, but we really saw the uh, a chess match between Sean Payton and Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore wasn't there, and then the physicality of the offensive line wasn't necessarily there. That defensive line from New Orleans is real, and they came at Dallas super hard. Dak was on the ground more times than he's been all season. Zeke 
Zeke rushed for 35 yards and 18 carries. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard was pretty much non-existent, and we just couldn't get a lot of things going. I mean, you you knew it was going to be more so of a defensive game just because of how it played out last year, but um, they just didn't execute well, and uh, they definitely got to get better. And I don't think they're – that was the thing I was worried about with their competition from the Redskins, the Giants, the Dolphins. It's like you're not really ready for – for real competition playing teams like that. You you don't really challenge yourself when you're playing teams like that. And they actually went through that that set of adversity this week. And I think it's going to be good for them going forward when they play the Packers this week. Yeah, we'll get into the Packers-Cowboys in a second. Um, I The Saints, nothing's really changed with your reasoning out where the, obviously they're not going downfield as often, but the targeting – has been basically the same, like yeah. going after Michael Thomas a bunch, going after the tight end Hill a bunch, going after Alvin Kamara a bunch. It is interesting that they are not really missing Mark Ingram right now, even though he's been, he's playing just incredible in mm-hmm. Baltimore through four weeks. But Latavius Murray, they're getting a nothing burger out of him. But it goes to show that when you have just stellar offensive line play like the Saints do with Taron Armstead and Ryan Ramzik, that you can survive on a backup quarterback. And the Eagles did this a couple years ago with Nick Foles when they had one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, just watching that game, the Cowboys did not... Like, Teddy had some really bad plays when he had pressure. Mm-hmm. And if they had a bad offensive line, I think the Saints team would be in real trouble. If it was like the Vikings offensive line, I think this team is in shambles. But that's the difference maker for this team for me, is that that offensive line is still really good. And mm-hmm. it's anchored by two elite offensive tackles and the Saints are going to be okay. Um, yeah, they're going to uh, survive. I mean, all they had to do was make it to 500, and they've won two games already. So yeah. they, they, I think they only have to win. They have to win one more game, maybe two, and they're completely fine. They don't have to win any more games after. Like this next week, if they win a game, they can lose. They can go 0-3, and, and Drew is back. Drew's already got mobility in his finger already. That next week, he's going to be a lot better. He's going to start exercising it. And then two weeks after that, I mean, it's it's go time at that point. And it's also you saw in 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 that game that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees is uh their strengths are very similar. I mean, obviously he's no Drew Brees, but the short intermediate routes with Michael Thomas, one of the best position receivers you can possibly have, it's just working. Yeah. The game plan didn't change, like you said. So, and Teddy has that experience in the NFL. He's been a starter. He knows the offense. He's trained under Drew Brees. He has the best play, one of the best play callers on the sideline with him in Sean Payton. So. I was I was definitely thinking this was going to be a hard one, hard one for us. But I really wanted to get that L out of Teddy. I love Teddy, but we I wanted that that L for them so bad. Yeah, I think the only thing that's different is like the Ted Ginn stuff over the top. Like Teddy's not going to do that. He's not going to have the twenty yard. Like the Drew Brees will sprinkle that in every now and then. But like you said, the inter- short intermediate game is the exact same. They're doing the same kind of stuff. It's just. Um, they don't have the stuff over the top. And eventually that's going to be a problem. If they're like, I want to see what the Saints are like having to play from behind. Like if the Cowboys had jumped up 14 nothing, I wonder what it looks like. But um, did you think there was anything in particular the Cowboys did on offense that scares you um, over the next couple of weeks? No, the only thing that scares me is, is you can't, well, I guess you can't say it scares me, but the turnover battle. You have to win the turnover battle. When you have two-plus turnovers in a game in the NFL, your your statistics for losing are a lot higher than if you have none, obviously. Um, when the Cowboys don't have any turnovers, they win every game. So the fumble, 
the drops, the interceptions, that put them in a hole right there. That that spells losing for the Dallas Cowboys. Also, we have injuries just left and right right now. Tyron Smith, he's definitely going to be out this week with a high ankle sprain, which thank God is just an ankle sprain, but he's one of the best left tackles in the NFL. So he's out? Yeah, he's officially out for this week um, playing the Packers. So that's scary going forward. Also, Michael Gallup was having a breakout year. He is their speed guy. He's their speed receiver, their deep guy, and everything like that. He stretches the field for them in a certain way that allows Amari Cooper, Devin Smith, Jason Wynn to get open and stuff like that. And you saw another thing that scared me was Amari Cooper just being shut down. Their most productive receiver this weekend was Jason Wynn for four for 50. Not good. <laughs> not a, not good at all. Yeah. Um, my last takeaway on that game is just the Saints, I'm giving a lot of praise to their offensive line, but I think the defense really making strides um, with Dennis Allen, Marcus Lattimore having a good bounce back um, season in year three after a disastrous sophomore sa- uh, campaign. And then um, that secondary is legit. And I think, especially with that D de- with that division right now, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how they look against the bucks because that's this week. And I want to see Jameis who we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm what what it looks like can Dennis Allen keep getting these um big performances from this defense and keep the Saints in games because I don't think Teddy can win a 42-35 game against the Bucks like well, you can't do that well and, the thing is like they're not asking him to at all well they're, not yet no I mean like they're not gonna ask that of Teddy that's that's not the objective for them going forward without Drew the, the objective for Teddy is to manage the game do not lose the game for us the rest of the team has to rise to the occasion. Sean Payton is not trying to make him Drew Brees. He's not trying to make him the starter right now. He's like, go out there, make a couple plays, do what you do best, and put us in a position where you don't lose the game for us. That's all they're doing right now. So, I mean, if they lose that game, they still have a, a stretch where they only have to win one more game at this point. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're more optimistic about when Drew Brees comes back than I am. I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I think we could see more Teddy more often um, than we might think. Um, Josh Allen, he got knocked out in the New England game. Literally. Not good. He had a really bad game. He still does that same thing where he just has these passes where I love watching it, but if I was a Bills fan, I would be losing my mind every week where he runs backwards 15 yards mm-hmm. and then throws it up off his back foot. He had a pick that way. He took a bad sack that got him out of field goal range, and then Steve Hauschka missed the field goal. Um the Bills had every chance to be in that game. Um, Tom Brady, he had 150 yards passing, threw a pick in the end zone, um, had a sub-500 completion percentage. The Patriots were held to 3.6 yards per play. Um, they were averaging 35 points a game coming into this week. They already had an elite defense. The offense was clicking. Like The Patriots were just rolling at business as usual, and the Bills' defense did everything in their power to keep them in that game. They kept held them to 16 points. And only nine of those points came from the Pats offense. Mm-hmm. That is just incredible. And it, the Bills defense just gift wrapped it. A, a game at home for Josh Allen and that offense to just, all they had to do was score two touchdowns and they win. Two offensive touchdowns over 60 minutes. And I understand the pass defense is good, but like, oh, Josh Allen, I, I, I don't know. That's like one of those where you're like, all he has to do is just make a couple competent plays. And then obviously he got knocked out and that's not his fault. Right. But, and I think um, Jonathan Jones should have been ejected, right? Like that hit was, oh, was pretty bad. I don't know how he didn't get ejected for that. I mean, he's for sure getting a fine, but the ejection should have came. But 
Also, I mean, we we were watching a game where we watched literally we could have watched the two best NFL defenses all year. Like those might be the top two, the Bills and the Patriots. And those teams, regardless of what you think about the Bills, they play each other pretty tough at moments and and Tom definitely had a bad game, but also with Josh Allen, I'm I'm worried about I'm not worried about it as far as a physicality standpoint. He's he's a rushing quarterback for whatever reason. Um, you can, like I said, with Lamar and guys like RG three and Vic and stuff like that, you can do that in your early years. Like you have to play to what your strengths are. And then, but as you get older and as you mature, he needs to progress more so into that pocket passer and things of that nature, especially when you have an elite defense, they're not, he needs to take a page out of the Sean Payton, Teddy Bridgewater playbook. Don't lose games for us. You don't have to lose games. We know you got a rocket. We know you got a cannon strapped to your arm. Like it's coming. It's coming with some heat, velocity, and all those things. But if your defense is keeping you in games, run the ball, do play actions, get your guys open, and and just give it to your playmakers and let's do Mariota stuff. Like what Mariota did against um, the Falcons on Sunday. That's that's kind of what you want out of Josh Allen. But I don't think that's who he is. I want him to run less than Mariota because Mariota's putting himself a a lot like Cam, and he doesn't have the frame. But he he definitely needs to take a page out of that book. But that's also coaching. Uh, Coaching needs to put him in in a position to succeed and for their team to succeed. Like, you have an elite defense. You're the best team in New York right now, which is insane. So you need to put yourself in a position to be successful for the long term, not just the short term. I get it. We're all they're all in the business of winning games, but they actually have a shot at the playoffs and they don't need their uh their second year quarterback to be knocked out several weeks in a row. Shout out to Frank Gore though. Hundred yards again this week. How is he still there? I don't know, but his son I think <laughs> is actually gonna be um a freshman in college next year. Either this year or next year. He, and he's still in the league. Is he trying to pull a LeBron? Is that what he's trying to do? I don't know. Well, no, that won't work. There's no way Frank Gore can make it three more years. We we said that's he went, true. We said that three years ago. And he's not aging. Like his photo has been the exact same since he came into the league. Oh yeah, black don't crack, but still, <laughs> his his body's not aging either. It's kind of wild. Yeah, Frank Gore is. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? Because there's been a lot of Twitter back and forth as to whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, and a lot the argument is basically should longevity be a big factor in whether or not you're a Hall of Famer? I think longevity and being productive, yes. There's a lot of guys who played in the league for a while and they just weren't productive, but everywhere Frank Gore goes, he's he's a vital piece of the offense. So, I mean, in that sense, I would say he's a Hall of Famer and it's not and it's not one of those things that's like, it's not going to be cookie cutter. He's not going to be first ballot. He's not going to be one of those guys who never makes it. But I, I see there being a serious case for Frank Gore to go to Kent in the near future doesn't sound right to me frank gore hall of famer it just doesn't it's weird really productive i just don't think i would put him on the you know why it's weird it's because he's he's gonna play forever yeah i don't know i just i don't like it (laughs) it doesn't sound right to me um buffalo was just two of 13 on third downs in this game um that's a 15 percent conversion rate but josh allen through his second and third interceptions of the game it it was just a comical list of errors for josh allen in that offense in this game but he threw a second and third interception of the game on third down. Matt Barkley, who came in the game after getting injured, oh, man. his game-ending pick where he got hit and just threw the ball up in the air. I, I don't. I understand he was trying to make a play and he didn't know he was going to hit, but like that's just you can't do that. And I'm actually still kind of a Matt Barkley guy. He had a really good preseason. I, I don't know if I'll ever fully quit him. Um, what you it, don't uh, uh, we don't have to go. get that. We don't have to get into that. Okay. I know it's I know it's crazy. You um, don't need to let that go. I know. I probably should. Um, but that was also on third down. Like, 
those are those backbreaking things where if you're a defense, you're looking at this, you're like, what? What? Third yeah. down, like I just, I don't know. Um, I think there is a lot of concern right now from a Buffalo fan because you're it, these defenses do not last year over year. So offenses, right. if you have a great offense, you and a great quarterback you'll have a great offense and a great quarterback for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like the chiefs will always be top 10 in offense for the next 10 years. They, that it's what we know from statistical data that offenses um, are better off long-term. If you have the right guys in place, yeah, defenses that- fluctuate. It's really hard to keep an elite defense. Look at the Ravens this year. They were number one defense in football last year. This year they're getting gashed. Last yeah. two weeks, they're getting gashed. The I mean, Browns yeah. just did a bunch of stuff to them. They lost a lot of talent to Darius Smith, Terrell yeah. Suggs, guys like that. But Pernell McPhee is still good. Matt Juden is good. They're without um, their two corners, Trayvon Young and uh, Jimmy Smith. That hurts, and they were getting gashed in the secondary. But that just goes to show even the Ravens, who we just know, and we're like, oh, they signed Earl Thomas. They did this. They'll be fine. Right. That's not enough sometimes. It's just really, really hard to replicate good elite defenses year over year. So I just feel like with Buffalo and also Chicago, their defenses are so damn good that it's just a shame that both of these teams are in a situation where they have the defenses that are capable of winning a Super Bowl now. They just do not have the right quarterback and offensive skill set to actually make a real run. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's kind of sad, but the thing is I'm more worried about – I'm not as worried about Chicago because they have – they have some serious talent on that defensive side of the ball that's going to be there for a while. But the only thing that does concern me for Chicago moving forward is I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to end up being their guy. Um, he's just not making those progressions yet. I, I get like uh, I love Matt Nagy and I think he's he's a great offensive mind, but there's only so much you can do until that quarterback has to take over for himself. And in Buffalo, I, I don't really know. They don't have those big names on defense. And like you said, it's hard to replicate that every year in. It's a worry because by the time Josh Allen may make that step, if he does, to become one of those uh, mid to top tier quarterbacks, they might not be the defense that they were. He might have to put it all on his shoulders because I think Josh Allen will end up being their guy uh, just because it's Buffalo. He's from a small town and everything like that. He kind of works out. He fits the mold. He was That was a team I wanted him to get drafted to. It made the most sense to me. But they need to really figure out how they need to get Josh Allen calmed down to because yesterday he threw two picks before he threw two completions. I've never seen that shit happen in my life. Mitchell Trubisky, he at least has some wheels. He can get out of Dodge and, and, but right now he's, he's also hurt. I think he tore something in his shoulder and it's dislocated. Well, it's not, he won't need surgery. He won't need surgery. Yeah. But that's still, what is that, four to six weeks? Something like that. I don't know. He he dislocated his shoulder. And with the Packers rolling like they are right now, yeah. that, that could be detrimental to their entire season. See, like, I think Chase Daniel might be better than Mr. Whiskey. <laughs> I don't, like, did you see the line didn't move with him being out next week? Oh, man. That's like, incredible. They were he fine did. without him. No, he did He did look better last week. I just saw him at Thanksgiving last year. Trubisky, I... You can have all the Trubisky stuff. If I honestly, which is kind of crazy, if I had to pick between two guys right now who I'd trust more, it'd be Josh Allen, which is wild. Yeah, which is, which you don't. I feel bad about both, but I don't know. I don't feel bad about both. I, I just, I think we're, we're almost at the point. He has, Mitch Trubisky has less time than Josh Allen has to be good. I would agree. And it's only because he's older. Obviously, he came out first. It's also just the division. and like the, the Pats are just sitting there. So, like, Bills fans know, like, we still have the Pats in our division with Brady and Belichick. 
Like, they'll give Josh Allen a pass. They went through Trent Edwards. They went through... I mean, the Bears did, too. The Bears haven't had a great quarterback in decades. Um, unless you're a big Sexy Rexy fan or Jay Cutler. No, uh, no. no. But well, no, nobody Especially really with that meltdown in that Super Bowl, Super Bowl against Indy. Yeah. Nobody saw that coming. But... I mean, Devin Hester, though. Great oh, opening no. kickoff return. That no, he's, cool. he's great. He's awesome. And then uh, you also... But you have guys like Khalil Mack and Raekwon Smith. Because Khalil Mack, I think he, he is going to Camden, in my eyes. Yeah. And he's going to be there. He's that next Hall of Fame linebacker that they have. So... They have they have a little bit more flexibility if Mitch isn't the guy. They can they can figure some things out. Whereas Buffalo, it's always a toss up. They're good. They kind of make it to the playoffs, and then the coach gets fired, and then they fall off, and then they rebuild again, and they just go through this cycle over and over and over again. And I'm just afraid it may happen again for them. I mean, this is the best situation Buffalo has been in in a long time. So right. I, I, I it's hard for me to get too up in arms about it, but it's still just one of those things where I look at it and I'm like. What if Josh Rosen was their quarterback? Are they 10 and 6, 11 and 5? Because Josh Rosen has made the Dolphins at least somewhat competitive in the last two weeks. And if he played behind that, I, I just look at it like if they had a middle of the road quarterback, if Andy Dalton was the Bills quarterback right now. It would be a lot better in that position. But if Josh Rosen was, it wouldn't have worked out because last year, Josh Allen got them out of a lot of situations where you need a run, where you need a scrambling quarterback. Josh Rosen is not that guy. He throws one of the prettiest balls I've ever seen. He's a great, he's, I think he has the potential to be a great quarterback. He is a high intellect guy. I think he's smarter. He was the guy who scored the highest on the wonder luck coming into the draft, but that situation in Buffalo was made for Josh Allen. And I think if you get one of these middle tier quarterbacks, yes, it's a little bit different, but Josh Allen's in the second year. He has a lot of room to grow. He has a lot of things he needs to work on mechanics, but he still has top five strongest arm in the NFL right now. And a, and a coach is going to want that. The, the elephant in the room though with Chicago is the fact that they passed, they traded up for Trubisky and Deshaun Watson was there. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was there. Mm-hmm. They're both drafted behind Trubisky. That it, like that. It, we, when you just think about the Bears defense and what they have on offense, if they had just traded up for Watson or Mahomes, they didn't even need to trade up. Yeah, they wouldn't have had to. They but like, just if they would have just gotten either of those two, and I understand hindsight's twenty twenty, and we did not know how good Patrick Mahomes was going to be. We did know Deshaun Watson was going to be good. So it's funny that Patrick Mahomes is the better player. But like, I. Wasn't really worried about Deshaun Watson being a good NFL quarterback. I was worried just because of uh, the Clemson track record of QBs, but he, he quick, quickly proved me wrong. But I will say Deshaun Watson in that Chicago situation, right. that might be a Super Bowl now. I think so, too. And I think that actually fits more of what Chicago needs. They needed Trubisky to like really click within three to four years. Right. And not not saying... Like, and it's not going to happen. I think uh, we can go ahead and move on from that. No, and I, I don't think you so. You won't either. quit the Trubisky stuff. And I was like, these one-year starter and stuff like that, and they put him to the top two of the draft and all that whole jazz, and I was kind of confused on that. But but look at how good Deshaun Watson is now, and Patrick Mahomes. That's what he's compared against, those guys who are in his draft, who are his age, who are better, and oh. it's not even close. Oh, he's fucked. Yeah. yeah. For the rest of his career. That's that's why the window is going to be a little bit more It's more short. But if you're a Bears fan, you're sick over this, because you have the right defense, you have the right skill talent around Trubisky. It just may not matter because your front office did the one thing you can't do, which is pick the wrong quarterback. They don't know that yet, though. They, I think they know. No, no, no. Bears fans are still riding with Mr. You Trubisky. don't think they know that they made a mistake? No, no, no. no. I, I'm Patrick friends. Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, you're still I'm, not sure? I'm still friends. I'm friends with – I'm still friends. I'm friends with a lot of Bears fans. They ride for Mr. Trubisky. And, and they're just not like, I'm sick over this every week. They, 
they're sick of the Pat Mahomes thing, but they still think they got a chance with Mitch, and it, it's kind of wild. And that's, you're like, that's the, those poor souls. Um, and you know what that is? It's because they haven't had a good quarterback in so long. They're just like, hey, you know, Mitch, you never know. When when have they ever was was it Jim McMahon? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Jim McMahon, who can't really see right now. Kyle Orton. Um, oh jeez. Javon Clowney had a pick six against Arizona. Um, they ran all over Chris Carson, who I think went to Parkview. Did I do I remember that correctly? He might have. I think he was there briefly. Um, he's from the area, but anyway, um, they ran all over the win the winless cards. He got over his fumble issues that have kind of plagued him. And Seahawks fans really um, are looking for Rashad Penny, their first round draft pick from last year, getting um, the start. But he was actually a late scratch, so Carson got the start, and he actually ran all over, ran for over hundred yards, five yards to carry. Um, Football Outsiders still has the Rams and the 49ers as better SB odds than the Seahawks um, through four weeks. And I don't know what I'm missing here in that the Rams' offensive line is a problem. Their defense has regressed. Jared Goff is throwing way too much. Part of that is because the running game is not what it was a year mm-hmm. ago. And this is what we were talking about all offseason. Of like, I don't think Todd Gurley of old's coming back. And that's he's still a good run blocker. He's still all of that. But... He's not coming back. Like yeah. that, that guy is gone, yeah, and that's a problem. So. Yeah, it, it's over. I think we can go ahead and say like he's not right, and he'll probably never be right again. It's sad because Todd Gurley, at his peak, a lot of fun. But is it sad though? Because he got paid. Well, I mean, it's sad in that like I like watching good football in that Rams offense with a healthy Todd Gurley at an MVP level with that good eleven point. personnel and just what it did for Jared Goff was fun. And that offensive line now with Andrew Whitworth, Whitworth. Um, falling off a cliff, and it's he's like 37 years old now. Yeah, he should have been out anyway. But he came back because right. he thought he could win a Super Bowl this year, and he's just not the same guy. And he's been great for 15 years, and now he's not. And that offensive line is just not what they were. And giving up 55 to the Bucks sucks, but um, Seattle is just slowly chucking along. Like they had the bad loss to, uh, to uh, New Orleans last week, but as we've seen with New Orleans this week. They're not a bad football team, right. even without Jarvis. That, that's amazing that they went two and zero against the Seahawks on the road, and then the Cowboys at home in back to back weeks without Jarvis. Like they, if you were looking to see whether or not this New Orleans team was built for the playoffs, that's what you have to do. Is like right. you had these awful back to back lose, like back to back just heartbreaking seasons, Terrible. and you could have easily folded again this year and turned on everybody, given up, just been like we've just been through too much. It's not going to work. They're still fighting. Like they're they lost Drew Brees. You could have easily been like, "This is not our year." Photo shot. Yeah. this shit's it. We're going to Seattle without Drew Brees. This is done. And no, that's not not what happened. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. And I think that's why I might. I don't know. I, the the best team in the NFC right now, and we're gonna get to your power rankings in a second. But what am I missing out the Seahawks? Why do I, I just when I look at those three right now? If I had to bet on any of those three in the playoffs, my safest bet is the Seahawks. Why? Why aren't everybody else getting on board with the Seahawks after four weeks? I mean, it's just because of analytics. And it, it, it's it's hard when you harp too much on analytics because you miss the intangibles and what the Seahawks really have to offer. They have a lot of continuity in that coaching staff and with their quarterback. People are underestimating the leadership of Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, and Ken Norton at D.C. Like, they have a lot going for them. That leadership is, like, going across the board. And Russell Wilson, he's the best quarterback in that division to me. And he looks better this year. 
I mean, he gets better every year. He's the best quarterback in the division by far. Like, he has not had a year where he's gone under. He's learned more. He's done more. He's been asked of more. And that's why he he got that payday. And he's just going to make the people around him better. And that's just who Russell Wilson is. But and analytics are not going to show that. But they're always going to have a chance at the Super Bowl. You would never, ever look at the Super Bowl and count Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll out. You just don't do it. They're 15 in defensive DVOA, which kind of surprised me because they're, they don't have it. Like we just remember the Legion of Boom and just what they did for years. And it was one of the best defensive areas of all time. But you could actually make the case Bill Barnwell did in a ESPN.com piece, um, last year on why that was probably the best statistical team of all time defensively. Um, they're just not top five in yards. They're not top five in passing, um, efficiency. They're not top five in, quarterback rating they're not top five and just so many different stats they're just average everywhere like 15 16 17 and it's like huh they're they're not falling off like they still have a lot of a lot of talent on the edge obviously david Clowney was a big get but right. my favorite get might be the offense with will disley who's turning into a, a superstar um for seattle because he is now leading the team in touchdowns second in receptions um 27 catches in eight games with the seahawks um that is um, more than he had his entire time starting at the university of washington like <laughs> he is already just um gone above and beyond i think what most people thought he could be um for this offense and for russell wilson but he's become that safety target that russell wilson has just enjoyed because when you lose doug baldwin someone right. you're that comfortable with for years you got to find somebody else, and he found somebody else in Disley. And DK Metcalf looks good. That looks like right. a good pick. Jaron Brown is fine. Tyler like, Lockett's nice. Tyler Lockett had like one of his best games ever last week. He Russell Wilson has options. They have options in the backfield. The offensive line I think looks better. Defensive line's fine. Their secondary's fine. I just they're just chugging along. Like they're just gonna sneak in as a like if they get home field advantage. I don't like at least for one game. Like we'll see what happens uh, for the rest of the division and what the Cowboys do and what the Saints do and teams right, like right. that. But the Seahawks, I just think, are the sleeper in the NFC. Where, yeah, like I mean, people are just bored of them. I think. Yeah, because they're not flashy. They play yeah. a physical brand of football, and that's one of those things. Those guys are good because Russell Wilson helps them be good. Like he throws an accurate ball. He can throw deep for his size. And also with Disley, I, I mean, he got that uh, he got that nickname, Mister Reliable, for a reason. Um, it helps. A quarterback's best friend is a tight end who's a smart tight end, a guy who can catch, a guy who can block, a guy who can recognize coverage when he knows if it's zone or man and can run through zones and be able to get those catches and things of that nature. And he's doing all that stuff right now. So it opens up more because, I mean, it makes the linebackers play a little bit more closely to to the tight end set, and then you can get your wide receivers a little bit open more. So, I mean, they're, they're always going to be that team that's trucking along because they're they're just about getting wins. They're not trying to – they're not trying to win in a flashy way. They don't. They don't run a a bunch of crazy sets. They run the ball more with Russell Wilson back there than they ever should. But that's that's their brand of football, and that's what they're going to continue to do as long as they have those guys there. Are people overreacting to the Rams losing to the Bucks yesterday? <laughs> I think I think they they should to a certain extent overreact um, because of just how poorly that defense played. If you tell me you have a healthy Aaron Donald 
and you have Marcus Peters, you got Wade Phillips calling defensive sets and things of that nature, and you're saying Jameis Winston gets 52 points, like scores three touchdowns, like you just you you're you're not gonna believe that. You're not gonna see that. Like that's not what you're expecting. I mean, it is one week. It is the first month of football, so there's adjustments that can be made, but they have to figure out how to run the football again. Jared Goff is throwing way too much. He's completing them. He's doing well. He's I mean, over- he threw a lot of picks this week. Yeah, I mean, he's doing well. He's making things happen, but that's he threw too what much. sixty times. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, he completed about sixty-five to seventy percent of those throws. Yeah, but you should—that's too much asking of your your guy. I mean, I guess because of that max contract he got, it's deserved. People are going to think it's deserved. Yeah. He has to go out and do those things. I don't think they want to play like this, though. They don't want to play like that. But the but offensive line sucks right now, and Todd Gurley's hurt. Like, he has to throw a lot. And when you're in a shootout with Jameis Winston and your defense can't get stops, like, what is Jared Goff supposed to do? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to keep throwing and stuff like that. But they, they got to figure something else out on that offensive side of the ball. They they either have to get Whitworth some help or figure something out as far as being physical and running because that's – Or paying Roger Saffold, <laughs> who is with the Titans, and the Titans offensive line looks pretty good. Yeah, they look pretty solid. But, yeah. you know, people messed up. And they're going to be better because Taylor Luan is back. So yeah. so they're going to look a little bit better. But there there are a lot of problems in L.A. But I think because of Sean McVay and they have Wade Phillips, they're going to fix them. We'll see. Yeah. I, I have more questions about them than I thought I would at this point in the season. Um, another thing about that is Jameis. So Jameis um, completed 59% of his passes for 402 passing yards, two touchdowns, and three picks over his first two games. But... And his last two, it's just a classic tale of two Winstons. Um, Winston has responded by completing 65.4% of his passes, which is like, I think, 18% less than Derek Carr on the season, who just completes. That's what he does. Derek Carr completes passes. Mm-hmm. Um, for 765 passing yards, seven TDs, and two picks. So it's the Giants last week, and it was in a losing effort, but also because of this, their their kicker and that was just bad and yeah. Rosarian's taking a five yard penalty to give this kicker a better shot at a, a game winning field goal. That's that's fine. We Great. did not like that on this no, podcast. No, we did not. Um but it was enough to really like having Mike Evans is great. Having OJ Howard and all their different talent, like Chris Godwin, like they have a lot of playmakers and Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich deserves credit for his play calling um in the last mm-hmm. two weeks and that that defense still sucks. I think they're still thirty first <laughs> in defensive DOA, which is concerning because that's just i i don't know like the bucks i think offense we can believe is legit especially with Jameis and like he's done this with carson palmer he's done this with guys like um james before but i just that defense was worse in football last year and now they're one spot better this year with todd bulls i i don't i don't know i'm just still concerned but i do think the Jameis progression is encouraging at the very least mm-hmm. they're going to be in a lot of shootouts yeah, and my thing is, I, I want to see how real it is. Because, like I said, I was a Jameis fan with him coming out of Bessemer, going to Florida State, and then going to the Bucks eventually. But he just hasn't been making those progressions. And, like, maybe because Bruce Arians is there, maybe this tale of two Winstons will finally come to an end and we'll we'll get the best football that we possibly can get out of Jameis. Um, but that's that's why I'm still not – I'm still not going to – overreact to the the Rams losing or anything any troubles they may have right now they still have to figure some things out just because I mean the Bucks are figuring things out the Rams are figuring things out even the Packers are figuring things out right now so there's just so much going on right now that uh I think we need to see a little bit more football before we figure that that part out the Ravens started out 2-0 now 0-2 they're doing the reverse Tampa Bay 
Um, they got blown out at home by the Browns, who gave Rex Ryan no credit for their blowout win. What did you make of this beatdown in Baltimore? Um, to start off, I, I definitely got to say this was the most important game of Baker Mayfield's career so far. Um, it really is. He he has a losing record against playoff teams, and this was a team that team that looked like they were going to take the division for through the first couple weeks of football. And I love how they didn't put it all in Baker Mayfield's hand. He was twenty for thirty, which is good. That's fine. But I love Freddie Kitchens' play calling. Run the ball, and most of all, what I loved was the physicality on the O line. Those holes Nick Chubb was running through were massive. Yeah. Like, all he had to do was hit him as fast as he could, and he did, and he went for that. He, is he his, faster now? I don't remember him being this fast at Georgia. I didn't either, but apparently it's there. And uh, when he hit those wide gaps, like, it, he was there. I mean, at 165, you saw every bit of it yesterday. And those were the concerns we had last week, and they reduced the penalties. Play calling was better. Offensive line was better. Baker was better. Jarvis was great until the concussion. Um, Odell, I loved how... The Cleveland offense, they used Odell. They knew he was getting doubled. They took him out of the game. They used him as much of a decoy so they can get Jarvis the ball and other people the ball and get Nick Chubbs out in the open and stuff like that. It really, really worked for them, and I think they need to do more things like that going forward. Getting back to that offense looked like – What they were at the end of last season. Well, yeah, exactly. When Baker started to do well when uh, when Todd Haley got fired and Freddie Kitchens first came in, it looked like, oh, let Todd me Todd Haley? Yeah. When, Todd, it wasn't Todd Haley. When he got fired? No, Todd Haley wasn't the coach of the Browns last year. The offensive coordinator? No, it wasn't Todd Haley. Who was the coach last year? He was the offensive coordinator. No. Was it Todd Haley? Yes. Was that last bro. year? Yes. Yes. Because Freddie Kitchens was the offensive coordinator. Or he was the running back coach. coach got promoted. Then OC. Now he's head coach. Holy shit. So it was Hugh Jackson. Was Todd Haley really? Yeah, because it was. I guess he was. And then at that point. Dude, Todd Haley feels like eight years ago. And it wasn't. And it was just, it was about. I forgot he wasn't even the OC to start last season. It was literally a year ago. And he That's they had wild. Baker throwing 40 to 50 times a game, which he was throwing more than Matt yeah. Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers. And that does not spell out well for a rookie quarterback. So I loved how Freddie Kitchen dusted off his old playbook and just went back to running the game first, running the ball first, getting his offensive line, running, blocking, and things of that nature, and then building it up for Baker Mayfield. I think people are now – you can see how a lot of people view guys like Lamar Jackson because it seems like the people who were quieted after his first two weeks have just been waiting for this moment. But yeah. You can also tell that they're not actually looking at the numbers or watching these games because Lamar wasn't the problem the last two weeks. Their defense is not like they don't have the defense they did a year ago. And that's what I talked about earlier. Lamar through four weeks, 63% completion percentage. Very good. Thousand passing yards through four weeks, 8.3 yards per attempt, 277 yards through the air, 10 touchdowns, two picks, 109 quarterback rating, 36 rushing attempts, 238 yards, one touchdown. If there was, this is year two of Lamar Jackson. And I think you can make the case he has had the best year two of any of that four with Lamar, Darnold, oh, dude, Allen, far. and Baker. Like, I oh, love Baker, far. but Lamar has still been better through four weeks. I mean, Baker's been bad this year. I love Baker. Yeah. Baker's my favorite, but Baker's been bad. But Lamar, I mean, he's been the best. He's not by- the problem. He's not the problem, but I will say some of his throws, you can watch it in some. I was looking at some of his highlights on Instagram and. Some of the balls he throws, they don't need to be thrown. They're just, th- they're 50 50 balls, but the worst type of 50 50 balls. He's just throwing them up because the play may be dead and stuff like that. That needs to go away, but he still has the arm strength. He still can make 
two, three guys miss, depending on how he feeling that day. Um, but he's, he's definitely not the problem. They just need to build up continuity on that defense, but they're going to be fine. They need to find somebody to fill in for CJ Mosley because I think that was a big loss for them. Um, I know he's hurt right now, but like CJ Mosley was a great player. He was great on that, that Baltimore defense. And once they get on the same page, I think we're going to see the Baltimore of old, or we can just accept the fact that the Browns played really, really good football yesterday. And their defense is legit. Steve Wilkes, good okay. defensive coordinator. Absolutely. And I think he could have been a good head coach in the right situation. He got a raw end of that deal. But I'm glad he's on Cleveland because he's making that defense something serious. Yeah. With Miles Garrett, Demarius Randall, Greedy Williams. You got Denzel Ward, who I love. And you got uh, you got the kid from uh, Alabama, Mac Wilson. They got a lot of stars on that defense who are just waiting. And like Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, like they got names at all levels. And they're, they have depth. Yeah. So they don't get tired and they're just ready to go every time. And you just see that going against Baltimore and you see what that defense really, really is going to look like going forward. So Baker also, that's that's another reason I had a problem with Freddie Kitchens and the way they were running that offense. Your defense is good. You don't have to throw the ball 40 times anymore. Yeah. Just because you got Odell, just because you got That's a Jarvis. Todd Monken influence who they brought in. So they're missed disciple. He was the coach there. He went to the Bucks and he was the OC with Dirk Cutter last year, right. last couple of years. And he was doing uh, the air raid. And bringing him in with Freddie Kitchens, who was the running backs guy and was just run, 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 bringing in Monken. I wonder if Freddie Kitchens like, Monken, I need you to scale back a little bit. We're going back to what I was doing last year. He said, Monken, say something else, you're fired. <laughs> I feel that shit like just hard. He's like, we're running the ball. Now. Yeah. And and I think they, they got to realize like they have a lot of guys on that team who are young and don't know how to win yet. And they got it. They're going to have to figure it out together. And I think running the ball, playing playing a physical style of uh, play on offense and defense, it's going to work out well for them because they got stars on defense. They got stars on offense too, but play smart. You don't have to throw the ball away. Your defense is going to get the ball for you too. So that's how I feel. Last thing in the Ravens. Um, They put up 59, 23, and 28, and 25 through four weeks, which is top of the league and top of the league in yardage. Their defense got to harp on this. Against high-powered offenses in week three and four, they allowed 300-plus yard passers in both weeks and also the week in, in week two. Um, they've allowed 300-plus yard passers <laughs> in three consecutive games, and they gave up 162 yards to Nick Chubb. Like, that is the issue. Don't yeah. worry about the offense. Don't worry about Roman. Don't worry about any of that. Worry about getting Marlon Humphrey some help mm-hmm. on the edge. Get Earl Thomas to play a little bit better. Right. Get Matt Judden, get a couple more sacks. Pernell McPhee to stay healthy. A little bit more help at linebacker. But just get Tavon Young and Jimmy Smith back on the field, and I think the Ravens will be fine. Earl, I, I, Earl was looking a little slow yesterday. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite, That's one of my guys, too. I love but no Earl one's Thomas. talking about that yet. But he was he was looking a little slow. He looked a little old. They just hear Earl Thomas Ravens. He must be great. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he hasn't been that great this year. And, like, trust me, like, if anybody asks on the street, I'm like, he's, a, he's, he's the best. And I mean, he's but, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earl Thomas is a heavy-hitting guy. Like, I love Earl Thomas, but he, he looked slow. Yeah, he, looked, he was looking a little hurt yesterday. Like someone who broke their leg a year ago. Don't, don't uh, be like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons. Uh, they fell at home to the Titans. Are you surprised? I'm not now. You know how like you have to just kind of eventually shake off whatever you thought of a team in the preseason <laughs> in the summer and just be like, this is what I thought going into the year is not real life anymore. We what have enough mean? evidence. We have enough evidence now where it's like unavoidable to look at this team of like, oh, for some reason they can only play from behind. They're in every game. 
Mm-hmm. The defense is still bottom of the league. It just, the offensive line, which I said going into the season, was not going to be fixed. Matt Ryan's getting hit a bunch. Drafting two rookies. One of the rookies is gone for the foreseeable future. Oh, jeez. Like, Lindstrom's gone. Caleb McGarry hasn't been good. Alex mm-hmm. Mack has regressed. I mean, it's Jamin Brown and James Carpenter have not been good. It, it just, everything about this season is just like, oh, oh no. Because the NFC South is there for the taking. Kyle Allen is playing quarterback for the Carolina Panthers right and now. They just went on the road in Houston. Right. And Drew, like, uh, Teddy Bridgewater went on the road, beat Seattle, then manager. beat the Cowboys at home. They're in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. The Bucks just won a game on the road in Los Angeles against a good Rams team. The Falcons lost at home to the Titans. Like, if you ever wanted a clear picture of where things stand in the NFC South, this weekend was the weekend for that, where it's like, right. oh, the Falcons are done. And you're like, oh, I think they quit. And, oh, this defense has no spark. They just traded Duke Riley as, like, a last-ditch thing this afternoon. But this is it for Quinn, right? Like, this, Oh, no, no, no. This, this is, is absolutely it. it. Um, He's going to make it through the season from what I'm seeing. But I think this is it. They got to figure some stuff out. And that offensive line has has struggled to be consistently good since Matt's been there. Yeah. They look good his rookie season. But after that, it's been off and on. It's been shaky. Well, I mean, it goes back to being having consecutive good years of the offensive line play. They just have not had it. They don't have that spark on defense. Losing Keanu Neal was was tough, but I don't even think that's they the were biggest. They were bad before that. Desmond Trufant got murdered yesterday. Yeah, they were shit He was shadowing that. A.J. Brown all day. Got yeah. toasted. Oh, A.J. Yeah. Brown, by the way, and um, Corey Davis. Those two? Titans, like. They're nasty. They have some guys now. They have the offensive line. They have playmakers outside. There is no excuse for Marcus Mariota not to be good in this league. Except he may not be that good. He may not be, but he has the playmakers to be good. The Titans, John Robinson, their GM, did everything the right way. He right. built the offensive line. He got him some running backs. He got him some playmakers outside. He has Delaney Walker, who is timeless. Like There is no reason he for that can- team. They even talked Dean Pease to come out of retirement. He was like, I'm ready to move on. They're like, no, 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 we need you, bro. And he came back. They literally got a backup scrambler as a quarterback just in case some stuff happens with Mariota. Yeah. So I mean, they, they did. He did do all the right stuff. He's ready. He had a good game though. Mariota was he was sharp. This was like remember the Cowboys game last year, um, where Mariota on Monday Night Football yeah. sliced and diced Dallas. It yeah. was a great game. That was the best game I've seen from Mariota as a pro. Yeah, but the problem is his problem is not being great. Is consistency right? He's like so inconsistent. Like and it's annoying. It'll be like good, great, bad weird mediocre he will just have these odd games and you don't really know what's going on with that offense but you don't know if it's him being hurt if it, him not processing the defense or the offense f- fast enough it's just uh he just hasn't taken that jump that we wanted him to take him and him and Jameis have been somewhat of letdowns in the past few years yeah and both had good weekends which they need to because they're in contract years right um oh yeah what do we learn from the Detroit Lions hanging with the Kansas City Chiefs this week uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Like the lines are real. That defense is real. Matt Patricia is real. Max Stafford is nice. And luck for the Kansas city chiefs is real. Yeah. Cause, uh, there were, there were some moments in that game. I thought the lines were going to go, go away with it. When I was looking in the first quarter and it was 10, zero lines, I was like, Oh wow. Oh, yeah. oh, this is, this is serious now. So, I mean, just going forward, I think Matt Patricia has finally got his systems in place. Like when he was getting rid of guys and training guys away, we were all like, oh, what is he doing? Is he trying to be Bill Belichick and all this other type of stuff? It's not going to work. His disciples always are shit. But 
it's looking good right now for Matt Patricia. He's he's gonna be the one that it looks good for in, yeah. in going forward. Um, Bill O'Brien still question marks. He just has one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, so it's saving him every year. Yeah, and they keep giving him more power. The shittier they do, so. Yeah, losing at, at home this weekend was not not the best thing. Uh, to Kyle Allen, uh, Houston legend Kyle Allen. By the way, maybe that's what it was. The homecoming, Houston Cougar legend. Kyle yeah, Allen. it wasn't really a way. He was going home. Yeah, he had fans there. Oh God, it's um, weird. I was impressed. The Lions, because I kept waiting. That's how much respect I have for the Chiefs. Where like they went into the half. I think they were down. The Chiefs were down. And I was like, oh, the nice of the Lions to go up. Like I forgot, was it ten three or something? The half ten seven. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was low scoring, and then I was like, well. That was good. Good first half for the Lions. They they kept it honest, and then adjustments are going to be made, and the Chiefs are going to win fifty-two to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Chiefs had to get a lot of luck. I mean, that return, ninety-seven yard fumble return, oh was just God. brutal. Like the Lions had all the reason in the world to quit. They had that um, bobbled t- touchdown called back from Kenny Galladay, where right. he didn't have control at the end of it. Um, but the defense was good. They got pressure. Pat Mahomes had to really work for stuff. Um, they were just tired. You could tell the Lions were gassed in the end of the game. They and Stafford's were, doing that while he's hurt, right. too. So, Good gutsy effort from Stafford. No, I mean, you're going to see that, and you're really starting to see Matt Patricia's like regime take hold, and it's it's really nice to see. And I'm like you. I I take a, my litmus test is is on the Chiefs. Who plays, like, however you play the Chiefs or the yeah. the Patriots or something like that, that's how I, I figure out where you are. And it wasn't that the Chiefs didn't make any adjustments. Matt Patricia made them, too. Yeah. And they weren't expecting those type of adjustments to be made because he was that DC for the Patriots for a minute. So he's he's well acclimated to pressure and understanding and going against big guns and stuff like that. So he was ready. Bigger blunder. The Texans losing at home to the Panthers. Or the Broncos losing at home to go to 0-4 to the Jaguars. Well, I don't think the Broncos are good and they just lost Bradley Chubb. So I'm going to go with the, the Texans losing yeah. to Kyle Allen. Like Kyle Allen. Like he did. He's okay. Callan's okay. He had some good. I was watching tape of him last week. He he had like basically Norv Turner's offense works if you have a quarterback who can throw downfield. And Cam Newton just <laughs> being hurt inhibited him. That's why we we're yeah. like, oh, what's going on with the Panthers through two weeks? But like Christian McCaffrey is number one in a bunch of different statistical categories through four weeks. Um, Kyle Allen knows how to get him the ball. He knows how to get Greg Olson the ball. They were they run really cool sets. Um, challenge in the middle of the field like they did last week because the Cardinals had weak linebackers. So Kyle Allen was force feeding Greg Olson over the middle because they just had no answers for guys like that. Right. Um, so they're a smart team. Like the Panthers are a smart team. Their defense right. is top ten in the football. Like shout out to Ron Rivera who did what Dan Quinn couldn't do. Dan Quinn took over the defense. Ron Rivera took over the defense. Ron Rivera got the Panthers back to a top ten unit. Guess what the Falcons did. Not that. They're not a top no. 10 unit. So, Ron Rivera deserves a lot of credit because I could have easily seen with Cam Newton's injury, taking over the defense, like, just the questions on the offensive line, for them to just still be this good, and now, like, I could see him being a wild card team. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, but that goes, that's a testament to what the NFC South is, and they're not what they used to be anymore, because it used to be if you suffered a major injury in the NFC South, your season's over. Um, but... It's now it's such a toss up. If you can just keep your guys at five hundred to your starter gives back or something like that, you you can make that happen. And I think we're watching Ron Rivera and we're watching a lot going with Dan Quinn because I think it's it's going to be murky for both of them as far as employment goes um, over this next year, just depending on how the seasons end up. I think Dan Quinn is gone. Ron Rivera 
I'm still back on where I was last week that it's, it's going to be a little shaky for him depending on how people catch up to Kyle Allen when Cam comes back because if they start losing games, I think that's going to be it. But it's going to be a lot easier for Ron Rivera to get another job, probably a D.C. job, eventually move up to a head coach because he's making that defense better. He's making some smart coaching moves. They're still being somewhat physical, and their backup looks good, and he hired a good staff, a good staff in North Turner and his son making things work in these, these weeks that Cam has been gone. All right, it's time for the debut of Duncan's Tears. So we're basing this off Super Bowl Tears, if the, you think they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. Close, but not really there, the pseudo-contenders. Who knows that through four weeks we're just still unsure of who the fuck this team is. And then just the terrible teams that we can just write off completely. Yeah, so, I mean, with Super Bowl teams... You can definitely go with the Patriots, the Chiefs, and you can go with, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm going with Dallas, always. Um, the Saints are always going to be a Super Bowl team. In my eyes, they're, they're just a couple bad losses away. And then you have to put the Eagles there just because of Carson Wentz and what they got going on. But I like going with the, the guys you can forget about because I think they're going to hurt your feelings. Um, guys, you can just forget about Arizona. Uh, I know you love Kyler Murray. but I do love Kyler. But that 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 that's going away. It's bad. They might go one in one in fourteen and, two, and one. They'll get some good draft picks though. They will. Yeah. I mean, also with the Falcons, I think you can throw away right now. Yeah. Um, the Jets and the Dolphins. Jets, I can't do it. Dolphins, absolutely. Why can't you throw away the Jets? I, I just I want to see what Sam Darnold looks like with this group through like a month. I mean, he's going to look okay. I had the Jets in the playoffs as a wildcard team, so you're wild. I I, I gotta see. Like, the Bills are having the season that I thought the Jets were going to have this year. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are a playoff team, like, right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be two of the teams from that division, not three. I think it's not even going to be two now. I don't well, think the Bills are going to be sustainable. I really don't. That offense is just, we've talked about it in nauseam, but I, I'm not a believer. And the Chargers are, I but the Jets, I wrote off the Chargers as an idiot, but. No, you're right. It was it was know. being harsh. It was being yeah. harsh on Philip Rivers, but you're right. But they may get better with Melvin Gordon being. Because if I had the Browns and the Ravens in, which I do, I do too. So then I don't know. It's going to come down to like the Bills or the Chargers, the Raiders. The Raiders look good. Yeah, the Raiders. Derek Carr looks five hundred. They look good. I'm like I'm. I'm not saying they're going to do anything. They went on the road. They did what the Falcons couldn't do. But One they, in Indy. But it's it's. I think it's really a great way. We we've also heard less from John Gruden in these past week yeah. since Antonio's been gone and that's been nice too because I mean I love the guy I think he's funny but he's just been on TV way too much but they're they're gonna make a very smooth transition going to, to Las Vegas with with Derek Carr he's showing that he's gonna be their guy I want to see more I don't, I don't know if I'm there yet um so is that is it do we go through your tiers do we have all of them do maybe we, we went through most of them okay if there's a team you want to ask me about i can definitely give you those because i mean you're you're i know you're high on the 49ers but i mean kyle shanahan they're still in the middle yeah kyle shanahan he stays they, winning. they're still in the middle. shout out to my guy kyle shanahan who uh plays next week on monday night football um, really who are they playing we will get to that we will get to that okay. it's a big game um last thing before we preview and do our picks for next week um cut to the chase this is my boldest take that i've been thinking of after this week, oh. 24 hours to digest a bunch of great NFL action. I th- I think the Jaguars are winning the AFC South with Gardner Minshew. No. I think they are. No. I think they're going to look good 
until the teams in the AFC South have bye weeks. And that film study gets a little bit more intense, and they start figuring out what Gardner does. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I he like looks him. bad through three quarters, and then his fourth quarter stuff. I just... Leonard Fournette, though, 200 yards. He woke up. Love me some DJ Chark. Yeah. Is Jalen Ramsey going to play? Because uh, his point of, like, I want to play for a winner, and Gardner Minshew going undefeated, doesn't help his argument. Well, he wants to play. I just don't know if that organization and him are on the same page. The owner's yeah. on the same page with Jalen Ramsey... But the president of operations is not on the same page with Jalen Ramsey, which is very confusing considering how that hierarchy works. But that defense is good. Clay's Campbell's still good. Like I don't. What is J- I would play if I was Jalen. I understand you want to get moved, but ask for the trade and play while you're waiting to get moved. Well, he wants. But then to. I guess it's the Errol Thomas thing of last year, where he's like, "I want out because y'all won't pay me." And then he gets hurt, and then he flicks off the sideline because he's like, "This is why I didn't want to play, and this is why I held out because." This kind of stuff can happen. It's yeah, football. but Jalen's not in that situation, though, because he has another year. Right. So, like, it only hurts the Jacksonville Jaguars because I think they really will try to move him. So, yeah. if Jalen gets hurt this year, that, that trade stock plummeted. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't He's hurt. He's also him. not as old as Earl, but it's no, the same. No. I, I don't no, know. No, Jalen's 26. Yeah, J- Jalen's not even close. But, uh, I mean, it's just, aside from that, it's just a different situation. Like, yeah. Earl's going into the contract year. Jalen can kind of. If he gets hurt, he's coming back next year. He's going to be healthy. He's in his mid-20s. He's about to enter his prime. He's going to be fine. He's big, strong, fast cornerback. The upside for him is always going to get him paid. Yeah. Um, but my, my pick for that, I usually go with the team with the best quarterback, which is Deshaun Watson. But yeah. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am. Oh, no. I like I like that team. I like how they're You building. love losing to the Raiders at home? Hey, listen. We still don't know if the Raiders are good or not. I mean, I think I think we know they're not good. They might be average. We they might be okay. In the first month, they might of football, be seven and nine. In, in the first month of football, I don't know how much we know for certain. That's true. But I like the way that Indy has built that team from the inside out. Uh, that that offense, that defense line is good. Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson is a monster. And, yeah. And they they have a chance. But if anybody's beating them out, it's Deshaun Watson in my eyes. Jaguars are going ten and six. Um. Six. All right. Let's do our let's do our picks. Thursday night. Rams at Seattle. I have Seattle. Big statement win for Seattle. I think this is when the narrative changes of, oh, the Rams are not going to be contenders again, and the Seahawks are. Rams at Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle just because they're at home. and Short week. But that home field advantage is yeah. serious. For On a short first, week. Yeah, for Seattle. So I think it's going to work out, and I think Russell Wilson's ready. Arizona on Sunday. Is that Cincinnati? A game nobody will be watching, even Arizona and Bengals fans. As we're recording, the Bengals are down 24-3 to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. But um, I have Bengals here at home. I hate myself, but I got the Cardinals. Okay. this is, If they're going to get a win this season, it's this, this is what it has to be. This, it's this one. Like, Cliff's going to get this is going to be his one. He's going to go insane. It's going to be their Super Bowl. This is the Cardinals Super yeah. Bowl. They're going to be celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl. Oh, it's going shit. to be crazy. You got me. I'm, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go Cardinals here. I think the Cardinals is the right pick. I mean, just, I mean we're watching them right now. Yeah, like, we're watching Tennessee. It's, it's not happening. Buffalo at Tennessee, a game that is destined to go 9-6. and six. I'm going to go Tennessee at home here. Oh, no, no, no. You have to go Tennessee. Tennessee is going to blow through them. Like, Are you sure Josh Allen's going to play? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's why I think they're going to get blown through. Josh Allen might be out for another week, and even if he plays, they the Tennessee Titans might be on a roll right now, and they got their best their best tackle back in Taylor yeah. Lewan. Like, they're going to be better because he sparks that team, which you really don't see Lyman spark a team that much, but he's a guy that does it. 
like he they are blowing up social media. They are so excited to have this guy back. And he's a monster in himself, so Oakland at home against Chicago. This is a tough one because I don't think Trubisky's playing. I think I'm going Oakland here. Three and two Oakland? Cleo Mac revenge game? I don't believe in Chase Daniel. I'm going with Derek Carr. I'm going with Oakland. Three and two Raiders. That's weird. I don't feel good about that Can one. Can we at find all. a way to make money off of this? I don't know, but I don't feel good about that. I would never bid in the Raiders. Um New Orleans at home against Tampa. My favorite one o'clock game. Um I'm going New Orleans. I am too, but I could totally see I this I'm I'm not doing New Orleans here. I, I really what I've seen from Teddy through two weeks is that he is perfect when the defense is playing well. I don't see a scenario where the Buccaneers do not score 42 points in this game. Okay. And I don't think Teddy can match Jameis in a shootout. You think they're going to In a be- dome. Like, I just, I'm going Bucks here. You think uh, they're going to be kind of deflated because they just played Dallas that second Yeah, game. that's a brutal back-to-back Dallas and Seattle. And then it's a classic letdown spot. Damn. You might be right. And, I mean, but the thing is, if the Saints win this game, they don't have to win anymore until Drew gets back. Yeah. So like this, this could be it. Like they like at this point, they're in they're in the sweet territory. If they win one more game after this weekend, like it's it's money. They're they're alive and well. Like they're great at that point. I can't do it. I like Bucks here. I like, um, I like Teddy. So are you going New Orleans? I'm going okay. New Orleans. Minnesota at New York, the Giants. Um, another <laughs> game that I'm interested in because Giants riding high, two and zero. Daniel Jones era. It's nice. It's fun. Rejuvenated. Might be a wild card team. We'll know. Right. We'll, we'll have to say Minnesota. Just an embarrassing loss in Chicago. Kirk Cousins missed a wide open Adam Thielen at one point. Like it was. It was bad. Their offensive line's a, a train wreck. I. That's fair. Right. But Kirk Cousins has to be better. Like this is a must win for Minnesota. They're two and two now. They fall to two and three. They're good. It, Minnesota's going to win this one. I think so. Minnesota, well, I'm going to say Minnesota just because if they don't, their season, it's in serious, serious trouble. I'm going to say Minnesota for the reasons you just talked about is uh, Minnesota's offensive line, but I don't think the Giants have a real pass rush. Right. So, I mean, I their think defense is, I think, 30th in defensive DVOA right now. I think it's mediocre versus mediocre, and I think they're going to be able to run that ball. Gallman looked good. Um, Daniel Jones has looked good. That's fine and everything, but I, I think Minnesota's going to pull this one out. Jets at. Eagles. Uh, I'm oh, gonna go serious? Eagles here. Yeah. Why, why would you have that there? I, I mean, we just. I, I don't know. I, if Darnold might play. Okay. All right. I guess we're not doing that. All right. You, I, you feel the stare, right? Yeah. I. I, I, I all right. Eagles. I was just letting you know. Um. You Pittsburgh. Cola should hit you for that. I, not, <sighs> Pittsburgh at home against Baltimore. Two and two Baltimore. One and three Pitt after tonight. If Pitt's gonna get back on track and really get back in this divisional race. This is the game to do it. But do the Ravens drop back-to-back divisional games? Fuck no. I don't think so either. No. I I, I wouldn't see them like losing back-to-back anyway. I think that team... That's a three-game losing streak. Yeah. And I, no, I can't do that. I think it might be, maybe like this game we're watching, but kind of flipped. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I think the Steelers are last in explosive plays in the NFL. And explosive plays are 20 yards or more. I mean, um, when you let all your explosive players go except for Juju, I mean, that that, that kind of happens. I know yeah. they want to. And losing Ben. And Mason Rudolph is captain checkdown. And James Washington hasn't been the guy that they they hoped. 
Um, but it is good to see Ben helping out Mason Rudolph and stuff like that. Maybe it's because he has to. Yeah, but he has no on the sideline, <laughs> yeah, no, he has no choice at all. But because all the cameras are on him, but it, it's nice to see that that mentorship. But Mason looks good, but I don't think it's going to happen for him uh, with that Baltimore defense and everything like that. I think they're going to get back on track. Uh, New England at Washington. I, I'm going to go ahead and say the Redskins fall to own five here, folks. You sure? I'm yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> Poor Dwayne Haskins. I would say no. I'm not playing. Against this defense, hey, after back. what he had, like, no. My back is tight. He's throwing four pick sixes in this game if he plays. I, last, he threw one last week. Last week I wanted him to uh, to play just to get some experience under his belt, but just watching him there. he That offensive line and everything, it shambles. If you're paying Case Keenum, keep Case Keenum because yeah. it looks bad, man. Like, Dwayne is not set up for success. And no. Jay Gruden might be another guy on the hot seat, too. Might be. Jay yeah. Gruden is on the hot seat. He was he was on the hot seat because he wasn't trying to play Dwayne Haskins. He was right to not play Dwayne Haskins, but he was pushed to do it. Yeah, that's it a classic. I need to save my job, and if my rookie's good, then I mean Pat Shermer just did it with Daniel Jones. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, they it just didn't like, work for. They act like they know what they were doing, but anyway, yeah. Jacksonville at Carolina, the two uh, franchisee starters in the mid nineties. I'm um, going Gardner. Let's go. Panthers here. I think this is where the Jaguars is their first game no, with Gardner. No, no, no. Panthers defense is legit, and I I mean, <sighs> Kyle Allen versus Gardner Minshew. Wow. Um, Gardner Minshew. It's easy. It's not, because Carolina, I really like how they're playing right now, yeah. and I I like them at home here. I'm, I'm going to go Kyle Allen and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey versus Leonard Fournette. Interesting Ooh. matchup this week. That's tough. McCaffrey's uh, better, but... Fournette had a good week, though. Um, season on the line. Atlanta at Houston. Deshaun Watson, I don't know if you saw it, was throwing footballs after their loss at home to the Panthers on Sunday. Oh, no. That means, like, it's, that means Atlanta's about to get killed. Isn't yeah, he from here? Yeah, he's from Gainesville. Oh, so this isn't an away game. This is home. Yeah, this is um, we, This is going to be bad. Yeah. This yeah. might. This is like the kind of game where I could see it like 35-7 to 7 and Dan Quinn just like, Knowing this, this is it. When I fly back in, it that that's it. That's it. DeAndre you know, Hopkins goes for two hundred and twenty on Desmond Trufant. Like this is the kind of game that gets you fired. Officially. You think it's gonna be a Mike McCarthy situation? Yeah, I could see something <laughs> like that. This is bad. But who do you promote? Please don't let Mike him Malarkey. Okay, cool. Because if you said Dirk Cutter, I'm I don't think it'd be Dirk. I don't think it'd be Dirk Cutter. I think it'd be Malarkey. Hey, stuff happens, man. If Malarkey uh, can make some stuff happen, I would. Love that's to. a problem, though. Like he can't win too much. Like you're, if you're a Falcons fan, you're like, oh no! If you do too well, then we have to keep you as head coach for another year. No, yeah. you never want the interim to do too well, um, which is a weird situation. Denver at four o'clock on the road at the Chargers, and guess who's back? Melvin Gordon. But Austin Eckler, the second highest graded uh, back per PFF this season. Interesting dynamic in LA. Well, I mean, even though Melvin Gordon's playing, he's not fully back. I mean, he didn't. He's not – people are going to use Zeke as a reference. Bad reference. Zeke worked harder, was in the mo- best shape he has ever been in his football life. We don't know Melvin Gordon's not in great shape right now. He's in great shape, but he's not in football shape. And even still, with Zeke being in the best shape he had ever been, he still was not good. He's still not good yet. He's still working. Yeah. So it's been a, it takes a month to get in that football shape because running backs have to get hit. They have to play football. They have to get the pads on, get that adrenaline going because drills just don't do it as far as uh, as running backs go. So Melvin, it's going to take some time. So it's good the other guys doing well, and they're just kind of penciling it in piece by piece. 
because uh, the head coach was literally saying the other day, yesterday, the only reason he's on on the field right now is because we have that many injuries. I did not want him on the field suited up at all. Yeah, Justin Jackson got hurt. Um, if you saw Anthony Lynn out, would you know it was Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? Well, I'm black, so yeah. Are, are you being honest right now? Uh, completely. You know Anthony Lynn? I know Anthony Lynn. Okay. I like Anthony Lynn. Okay. He's, he's a good guy for that group, but... I, I like think, Anthony Lynn too. I, I think just, they reached their season. But I, I feel like most people, they'd be like, they wouldn't have any. They would think that was somebody's I, uncle. They might think it was my uncle. I, so. I mean, I'm a sports-obsessed person, and, and I'm not 100% certain I'd recognize Yeah, him. but you do shit like that, though. What? You're like sports-obsessed, but like you you have a terrible memory with like people. That's true. With like out, like if you're expecting to see them, you're okay-ish. But like... If, Wait, if who are you, you talking about right now? Just... We're not gonna get into your personal <laughs> life because I, I hate talking about you so much. But like, you're you're really bad at like recognizing people in public. And I thought you were just doing it to be an asshole. But it's your it's you. It's just who you are. And I thought it was because you have bad eyesight, but you don't have bad eyesight. I mean, I do have bad eyesight. No, you just like glasses. No, this is. This I've is, I've worn your glasses. There's no prescription. There in is prescription. What are you doing? This this is prescription. Like you, you just don't see people well, and I don't know why. Because it's there's so many reasons for it to happen that I thought, but it wasn't any of those. So you wouldn't recognize him. I would. <sighs> Not a personal attack, just honesty. Okay. Still nice though. Green Bay, <laughs> at Dallas. You already know. I actually, this is interesting. This is interesting because Green Bay had a week and a half, and they just lost. They lost at home, and then, not a great loss. Mm-hmm. Bad play called the goal line. They went a little Seattle there. But we also haven't seen that offense really clicking yet. Yeah. Dallas, we know what's up. And I, I'm a, I'm preparing for Zeke to be for real this week. But Green Bay's defense is legit. It's legit. The Saints were too. I don't feel good about this game. I have no... Because I... Both teams, one loss. Surprising loss against another good team. Contender. Packers lost the Eagles. Cowboys lost to the Saints. I don't know how much you can really glean from losing to another good team this well, early in the season. I well, the thing I about, don't know. The thing about it is that's this is the only part I'm going to hate about it. I'm un, I'm uneasy about it because it's okay if the the Dallas Cowboys lose this game. This is one of the three losses that they're supposed to have this season. Vegas has it three and a half. Yeah. Dallas. I mean, I know what Vegas has it as, but like looking at their schedule at the beginning of the year, I don't really play the Vegas odds and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, if they lose to the Saints, fine. Lose Aaron Rodgers, that's fine. Minnesota, fine. They're playing the Patriots, maybe fine. So it's the of the four that can possibly happen. The other games, it's a cakewalk. So if they lose this game, they're not in bad shape still. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cowboys here. I don't feel great about it, but I think Cowboys here. I don't think they lose back-to-back games. I think it's, I think it's going to be an ugly win. I'm going Cowboys. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think we're going to see them execute a little better because I think losing to the Saints was a wake-up call. I think it shell-shocked them. I think the Saints did to them what they did to the Saints last year, and it woke them up, and I think they're going to come out playing better because after that, the New Orleans Saints played a lot better. So we're, we're, I think we're going to see it. It's going to be slightly ugly. I don't think it's – if it's pick-heavy, it's going to be on Aaron Rodgers' part just because 
that's not Dak Prescott's game, but it's going to be very interesting. I know one thing though, and it's, it's going to be something that I really got to harp on in this game. I'm not watching this shit with you at <laughs> all. Like if you call me, I'm blocking your ass. <laughs> I swear to God, if you call me more than three times and you know, you do that shit, I'm blocking the fuck out of you. What if I just send pictures, updates? I am blocking the, the shit out yeah. of you. If I have to do it at 12.05 when I wake up. Wait, I don't wake up at 12. But still, if I, if I do it at 1 o'clock when games start. That, the game's starting it. at 4.20. It's a 4 o'clock. No, game. no, no. When games start completely. When football. Oh, when football you just days, mean in general. Yeah, yeah. I don't need that energy in my life that day. Oh. I, I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't know where I'm watching this shit at. I may have to spend some money. I don't care. I'm about it. Just because okay. you're bad luck. You're 0 for 2. And it makes me hate you. Sunday night. Um, the first night and the only night this fall where the Sunday night game feels like the Monday night game <laughs> and the Monday night game feels like the Sunday night game. Sunday night, Kansas City at home against Indianapolis. They should blow the shit out of this Colts team. There is no reason Jacoby Brissett should be able to hang in a Chiefs road game on primetime. Hey. There's no way. Hey. Is T.Y. Hilton even playing? We saw what they were like without nah, T.Y. They nah. lost to the Raiders at home without him. He's still on the side. Let's go ahead and I'll pencil this one in. Chiefs okay. win. Um, Monday, it'll be interesting at at San Francisco. Oh, that's an awesome game. Cleveland getting a lot of prime time. That's Monday. Yeah, bro, we might have postponed that pod. Yeah, we have to pay attention to that one, or we do an early one. That's true. But uh, no, that's that's gonna be amazing. I hope your boy Shanahan gets blown out of the water. Well, that no, he's he's not gonna do that at home. No, absolutely not. So it's nice weather there. Figure those well. Uh, I'm gonna go Kansas City in Sunday night, and I'm going 49ers at home. Yeah, I'm going to go Kansas City, and I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. Because I think that that defense is going to come at a Jimmy, Jimmy G kind of hard. It's going to be rough. It's a big test. The Browns defense is legit. But yeah. I also am more curious about whether or not the 49ers defense is legit. Because their defense has actually gotten takeaways this season. They're actually getting pressure because Bosa, difference maker. Him and Ford have been difference makers for the 49ers up front absolutely so do they get it baker does that offensive line for cleveland struggle are they able to run the ball against this defense i don't know yeah i mean it's gonna be a test of physicality but i think if miles garris gets his hands on jimmy g that's just gonna be a wrap what about sherman on obj what you mean that's gonna be cool i want to see it i mean it's gonna be cool but like we just saw like obj is not needed for that team to win obj is not even needed for that team to do well so, I mean, Sherman's on him. That's cool because, I mean, they're still going to have to run, like, some safety coverage to help Sherman out. So you still have two guys on OBJ. So I think Jarvis Landry is going to be back. I know it was a concussion, but he does the hard-hitting stuff well. I think he's going to be back, and I, I think they're going to spread the ball around like they did last week and try to run the ball. So I think it's they're going to try to duplicate what they did this week. All right. That's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. Do you have no anything more. else you want to add before we get out of here? No. Um, just – to repeat that i will not be watching any games with you this sunday okay that's fair um but if you enjoyed today's episode and you enjoyed duncan being mean to me for like a tenth of the episode um i would definitely encourage you to if you're (laughs) not already subscribe on apple subscribe on google spotify tune in iHeartRadio, all kinds of other opportunities go to chase thomas podcast.com i'm writing there every single day go to chase thomas podcast also if you, also if you would like to donate to the let chase move out uh what? fund you can uh, contact me what? at any time what? uh through my twitter no uh, we are taking donations at any time you can call me day or night um any donation is accepted cents dollars we'll take it all chase moving out fund 2019 okay thank you okay okay Duncan Steele, um can you just work on your twitter by next week can you can you do something 
Like I said last week, I'm working on it okay. right now as Perfect. we speak. Finger guns and all. All right. Bang. That'll do it for me, Chase Thomas, and Duncan Steele over there. Love I you. will have another episode tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.